Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the seat of the cab with me, your host, Mr. Nigel Williams. Not only are we in a cab, we're in the cab of a digger today. High Dreamer Driver UK is in a Komatsu PC138. Oh, my days. Loving every minute of it, although it's raining, so not, not loving it. But today, I thought we'd have a quick chat about the roads. I thought we'd have a quick chat about roads and driving. Because the last couple of days, oh my gosh, the standard of driving on UK highways is shocking, to say the least. But at the same time, though, it is absolutely commensurate with the level of motorway policing that we have today. Just think about this. You're driving around. How often do you actually see police cars? How often do you actually see coppers out on the road? Because there's this halo effect, and, and it is a halo effect, where people are driving along, they seize that fluorescent yellow and blue, and they're like, oh my gosh, drive normally, drive normally, drive normally. They slow right down, they're looking in their mirrors, they're, they're pulling over, driving in the left lane. They're actually driving like they're supposed to. Now, before we reconvene, I thought we ought to do a little bit of housekeeping, because today is Tuesday, the 12th of April, 2022, Diesel, this weekend, was in scarce supply across the nation due to fuel protesting or anti-oil protesting. And there was no fuel at all in Melton Mowbray, where I live. There was no fuel in Leicester, no fuel in Nottingham, no fuel in Cambridgeshire when I went to, pick my, when I went to take my daughter back. And it has been absolutely shocking for um, fuel availability across the nation, where they've literally penned us into a corner and said, well, you know, we're building everything outside of towns. We're, you know, we're pushing you further and further away from, you know, local hubs and we're sending you all the way out to, to big retail parks where you have to drive. And that's a problem. Um, supermarkets have had the problem because they've not been able to access fuel for groceries deliveries to households where internet and grocery shopping online has become difficult all of these things have a knock-on effect fuel prices on the pump last friday so that would have been friday the 9th no 8th sorry that would have been friday the 8th fuel prices on friday the 8th in melton mowbray diesel was one pound 76 per litre Petrol was £1.65 pence per litre. On Sunday, diesel was, that's um, Sunday the 10th, diesel was £1.83 pence per litre. Petrol was £1.71 pence per litre in Milton Mowbray. And this morning, when I passed the, uh, when I passed the, the tank station, Diesel was back down to £1.76 per litre and petrol was back down to £1.67 per litre. Extremely volatile market out there at the moment. Um, scrap prices are through the roof at the moment. Um, heavy iron, well, mixed iron at the moment um, is £2.80 a tonne. So that's 28 pence per kilo. So 
make of that what you will. Last time I saw light iron in ed edging towards £300 per tonne, we had the global financial crash of 2008. So swallow that one up and let me know what you think about that. You know where to find me on the podcast. You can find me on at From the Seat of the Cab on Instagram. You can find me, Nigel Williams, on Facebook and LinkedIn. And from the seat of the cab at gmail.com on email. Right now, on with the show. So, roads. The roads at the moment are in a shocking state of disrepair. Um, I don't know exactly what's going what's to give on this. And for the last two years, everybody's been using COVID as the greatest excuse known to mankind. COVID's over. It's been over for a long time. Too many people are making too much money out of it. Lots of people are having too much of a nice life out of it. Um, and councils have used COVID as an excuse to shirk their responsibilities in maintaining public spaces like they're supposed to. So what, what's going to happen with the roads? I mean, there's potholes, the, the edges of the road, the verges, every, everything is in a complete mess. Who's going to fix it? Who's going to do it? I don't know. Is there any will to do it? Does anybody actually care about doing it? I don't know. I don't think so. It doesn't feel like it. it. certainly doesn't feel like it. So, I don't know. I don't know. The The standard of driving in the UK is absolutely appalling. Um, we definitely need more visible traffic police and there needs to be there needs to be a lot more effort made to re-educate the public because I'm driving along the motorway I do a lot of lot of motorway miles every day I'm on the motorway somewhere and in this country in the UK we drive on the left the left hand lane is for driving all the other outside lanes are for overtaking That's the rules. Now, the Highway Code has been amended and there has been law and rule amendments and changes where we are now permitted to undertake if it is safe to do so. Well, should we have to do that? No, no, we shouldn't, because people should be driving in that left-hand lane. There shouldn't be any need to undertake, because people should already be in that left-hand lane. This morning, I'm, I'm, driving, I'm driving up the, uh, up the M1 I'm in the left-hand lane, the M1 at that point is four lanes wide, and there's cars sitting in the outside lane next to the central reservation, toodling along at 60 miles per hour. What? What, what kind of parallel universe do they think they're driving around in? There should have been a cop car there with, with lights and sirens pulling them over, breathalyzing them and giving them a sobriety test on the side of the road, checking to make sure they've actually got a fucking license. How many times do you drive along and you see people sitting out there in the middle of fucking nowhere thinking they're safe? You're not safe out there. The safest place for you is in the near side lane closest to the verge. Why is that the safest place? Think about that for a second. Uh, hang on a minute. He's just said that's the safest place. Why is that safe? Why? Why do you think it's safe? I know exactly why it's safe. With or without a hard shoulder. 
with a hard shoulder, safest place, because straight on the hard shoulder, out to safety. Without a hard shoulder, you pops one wheel up on the verge, gets the hazard lights on, you gets the warning triangle out the boot, you puts it fucking 20 metres behind the car, and you gets out and you hops over the crash barrier, or you stands up the you, you stands up the embankment. You calls for the AA, or you walks to the SOS box and calls for assistance to get you recovered off the motorway. You rings 999, or you rings the local or lo local constabulary to let them know that there's a stranded vehicle. You goes into your Google Maps and you presses the little icon that says warning people of a stranded motor vehicle or a stalled vehicle on the carriageway and it puts up an alert on Google Maps of people are driving along. These things are so simple. These things take minutes to do and driving in that left-hand lane is safe. Driving out there in the middle of fucking nowhere, you've got people like me driving along thinking, Jesus fucking Christ. I've either got a swerve to go left of you or I've got a swerve to go right of you because you're sitting out there doing 60 mile an hour. And people snarling the road up, driving the same speed as lorries. You know, I, I was driving down, um, I was driving, where was I going? Oh, I was going to Milton Keynes. Driving down the M1 towards Milton Keynes there, inside lane, lorry, probably doing 54, 55, lorry overtaking him in the middle lane doing... 55 maybe maybe 56 and then you've got a car in the outside lane overtaking them doing barely fucking barely 57 58 on a motorway where the national speed limit is 70 miles per hour the idea is that you're supposed to overtake and get back in that car sitting out there toodling along having a nice life should have been right i, I don't want to drive at 70 but i have to pass this because there are other people other road users that pay for the service of using the public highways that need to be going need to be getting to where they're going so you need to overtake and get back in so that other people can carry on their journey at, the, at, at a safe speed that is within the national speed limit but why do i have to say that how is it possible that that is even part of a conversation because the standard of driving is so piss poor, it is unreal. So what are we doing about highways, in, highways and infrastructure? What are we doing about maintaining those? Don't know. At the minute, all the money seems to be getting ploughed into building new infrastructure. It's all right building new, but you've still got to maintain the old. Driving along some of the country roads, cracks and potholes. Why aren't we tar and chipping like we used to? Why? You drive along, and you're driving along the road, and you see there's you see there's some cracks in the road. What happens to those cracks? When it rains, they fill with water. Then what happens? The constant movement of the road surface with vehicle with vehicular traffic means that that water is then pushed down into the substrate, I mean into the road, into the into into what is the road build-up, into the stone course underneath the tarmac. So then it becomes waterlogged, then it becomes saturated, then it becomes, then liquefaction takes over and it becomes a big sponge and a big jelly and then the problem increases. Tar and chippings is the cheapest way to maintain a road surface. Hot tar to seal the road. That, that hot tar goes into those cracks, fills those cracks up, stops the water from seeping through the road surface. Chippings over the top of the tar gives a wear course. Hot tar, chippings, rolled you can put 20 mil stone you could you could hot tar put
put 20 mil stone down, roll it with a vibrating roller, which will then crush the stone, which will then help fill the voids in. You could then skim over the top of it with a small road grader, literally just cleaning the surface off a little bit and leaving the stone behind and then tar, and then hot tar again. That would even and bind the road surface and, and then 10 mil chippings on the top. And you've done two things. You've sealed the, you've sealed the base layer using the using the, the mechanical grader or however you want to do it you've then evened out and leveled the road surface and cleared off any excess stone you've used the roller which has helped push the push the stone into the into the tar that you've just laid down as a binder and as a sealant then you've hot tarred over the top of that which has then bound all of that stone together and created another binder for a second layer of 10 mil chippings over the top of it. This isn't rocket science. This is, and, and the worst thing is, this seems to have been a forgotten art. This seems to have been something that has been forgotten, has been thrown away because we used to do that. Why did we used to do that? Well, we used to do that because it worked. It was cheap, effective, and it worked. We need to go back to cheap, effective and efficient and functional it's all well and good to have these big shiny pavers and yada 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 this brand spanking new wear course on the top there this brand's you know gunning it all out and yada, yada do we need to do that in some places yes yes we do do we need to do it all the time no no we don't so yeah something needs to give Councils need to start thinking about how they're going to make it give because I had a friend who damaged a, an alloy wheel rim um, with a pothole and the council refused to pay out because in their clauses they'd written in that if the pothole or a pothole or any road damage had been sprayed around with spray paint it had been sufficiently marked to avoid for people to avoid damage in their vehicle. Nighttime, wet road, really? Really? And and case in point being uh, a manhole in <laughs> on a road very close to my home has been sprayed around and uh, I reported that manhole on probably the 14th, 15th November 2021. They've sprayed around it twice now. So we're verging on six months. And that, that pothole, that, that road damage has not been repaired. Melton Borough Council are aware of it. Leicestershire Highway, Leicestershire County Council is aware of it. I can't do any more than that. Apart from going down to B&Q and getting a bag of coal tar that's only going to get wet and wash out anyway, there's nothing more I can do. I don't know. It feels like it feels like there's far too many people looking at problems that are non-existent and problems that don't matter instead of actually focusing on what they actually need to do in order to give value to, for money to the taxpaying public. Because we are the taxpaying public and we do deserve to be looked after.
Maybe they need a reminder of that. How do we do that? Hmm. Thoughts on the postcard, please, boys and girls. You know where to find me at from the seat of the cab Instagram, Nigel Williams, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And from the seat of the cab at gmail.com on the uh, on the email and i look forward to catching up with the next one take care bye bye